content disclaimer. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair. Additionally, this podcast is not intended to incite hate towards any particular individual or entity, but for the purposes of consumer education and consumer protection. Hi friends, welcome to the Recovering from MLM podcast. My name is Nikki and today we're actually going to be listening to a recording of an interview that I did with my very new friend, Autumn. Autumn was someone who was following me on TikTok and happened to like a decent bit of my anti-MLM content. Um, She started commenting on some of my videos and it became very quickly obvious to the both of us that we had in fact worked for the same company. So if you've been wondering what the name of the company was that I worked with, and also if you've been wondering if I was the only one in that company who felt the way that I did, you should definitely listen to this episode because we're going to do a pretty deep dive and talk about some of the aspects of the business that were just not very fun. And Autumn is actually going to be nice enough to give us her story um, of her experience in the MLM industry. So stinking excited for this. So sit back, get comfy, and let's chat. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Recovering from MLM podcast. My name is Nikki, and you guys, I am so freaking excited for this episode today. So I made a new friend on TikTok. Her name is Autumn, and she's actually going to be sitting in on this podcast episode with us, kind of telling us her story um, about her experience in the MLM. We're going to be doing a whole lot of talking today. It's mainly going to be all up to Autumn. Hi, Autumn. Welcome to Recovering from MLM. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, hello. Um, of course, I am a mom of three. Um, we love that. Stay-at-home mom, actually. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. Um, I am also a homeschooling mom. So yes, that <laughs> that is a trip in itself, as I'm sure you know. <laughs> oh, girl, do I? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty boring outside of that, actually. It's part my being a mom is just my personality trait at this point in my life. So. I love that so much because when people are like, tell me about yourself, I'm like, um, well, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and people start kind of looking at me weird, but it's always people who don't homeschool. Whenever you drop, I'm a homeschooling mom. Then they're like, oh, tell me about that. And you're kind of like off the hook, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You you don't have to be interesting anymore because you homeschool. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I I definitely feel that being, being a mom is definitely my, um, my alter ego for sure because I've been doing it for so long now Uh, it just becomes who you are so I love that um so whenever we were talking back and forth you were kind of telling me a little bit about your experience in the MLM world how long ago were you with MLM um I've actually been with two separate um MLM companies my latest uh was maybe a couple of years ago to be honest I mean everything is just kind of a blur, <laughs> but right. I think it was probably about four years ago. Um, but specifically, um, the company that we're, we were kind of talking about earlier, it's probably been like seven years, I would say, since I ended up leaving. So it, it, it's been a little bit, but 
And how long were you with the company before you left? Um, I believe it was a little over a year that I ended up sticking around. So you were, you were there for actually a pretty decent amount of time. So can you kind of paint the picture for me, like how it was introduced to you, like back before you started, like how, how was it presented to you? Um, I actually had, um, like a friend, it was actually on Facebook. I had a friend who was just kind of like talking it up about, you know, how she was, you know, making this money and, you know, it was promoting, you know, like weight loss, certain things like that, and promising all these good things. And of course, being a stay at home mom, I kind of felt like I was a little, like I wasn't contributing to my family. Right. So I really wanted to be able to try to find something that would bring in a little bit of extra income. So it was, it was very, very tempting, especially when I was also kind of on a a weight loss journey. So that kind of sucked me in where I'm like yeah you know make some money feel better about myself like it so I and because I knew her relatively well I had actually went to school with her she seemed like just the right kind of person to you know maybe introduce it to me and be honest with me and you know kind of help me through so just pretty much social media kind of made it seem all lollipops and rainbows second company is but the first company that she was with she and I had in common because she was with it works so I'm gonna ask you just kind of a couple questions about that and listen just disclaimer you guys everything that she's about to say is her opinion based on her experience okay this is not her saying like this is factual it works as just the worst thing ever in the world or whatever but for legal purposes these are just her these are just her opinions, okay? You can't sue somebody for opinions. I say that all the time. But um, so whenever you first joined, um, for so for me, it was like same thing. It's not a stay-at-home mom. I was a single mom. And I, I felt like, you know, society puts that, that burden on you either way, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a single mom that works, you know. Um, it's yeah. either like you should feel guilty because you're, you just quote, don't contribute enough to the house, even though everything that happens in the house you do. <laughs> you yeah, <know>? correct. Or, <laughs> yeah. So, or, you know, they put this, this label on you where they're like, oh, you work. Why don't you spend time with your kids? And you can really never win <laughs> with society right? whenever it comes. <laughs> and I, I ever feel like MLM kind of. Not even just it works, but MLM in general. Did you ever feel like their marketing tactics kind of played both sides of the? Kind of always felt like it. It at the end of the day, people have always said, "Well, I feel so stupid because I got sucked into it because I was a stay-at-home mom, or or it was because I was a single mom." There's there's always this like level of desperation, and I almost feel like that's what they prey on. Like, no matter what you do, does that make sense? Like, it doesn't matter what you yeah, do. No, I, it just not that there was like a desperation inside of you and they were able to pick that out and then just run with right. the shit. Does that, what I'm saying, do you ever feel that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that way. Like it, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I mean, for so, so many different aspects of what I experienced, it was very much um, the, a, a certain, a certain group that was kind of more targeted in everything. 
Yes. I, yep. I get that completely. I totally get that. So tell me, tell me this. So you, you found out about the quote unquote business opportunity. Did you join right away or did you kind of take some time? Um, I actually, I think I didn't take that much time. I figured it was nighttime. I remember that much because I finally got my daughter down to bed and um, I just kind of sat at the computer for maybe, maybe a couple of hours and just did tons of, you know, research on it as much as I could find at least. And, you know, that again, that desperation <laughs> pushed me, you know, to finally make that jump. Plus they were promoting that their, you know, starter kits were only like $99 or something like that. So it was a good oh deal. God. Listen, they don't, so they don't do that anymore. They have announced that they will never be doing that again. And it's so funny. I don't know if you know this or not, but I got, um, I earned a retreat um, with my, my leader was very prestigious. <laughs> um, and I earned a retreat with her. And they had the, uh, the senior marketing director come to the retreat and she's talking to us and she's like, we will no longer be doing, uh, BBK promotions. And that's whenever she also announced it, like they weren't doing auto ships anymore. And it was supposed to be all this greatness and then the new thing rolls out and it's like, well, you don't have to do an auto ship anymore, but you do have to pay jacked up prices and you also have to pay a 1995 member so crazy but she's like oh, oh we're gosh. not doing bbk what she said girl it floored me because she goes <laughs> michael kors doesn't run deals and i was just like i know she's kidding right now like i think she doesn't think <laughs> these weight loss gummies are comparable to michael kors like you have to be freaking kidding me it was insane it was so frustrating so i love that you say that because the first time that I joined, I got in on a $20 promotion. The second time I actually had to pay. So it used to, it was $99 to join. Yeah. It was like the normal. And then they would like, I don't know if you were there for this. Were you there whenever they did that thing where it was like, normally it's 99 for 24 hours, they were dropping it down to $24. And then for 48 hours the next day, like, so you message all these people and you're like, girl, you can only, you can only join for less than $99 today. Like after today, this is over. It's like, we're not extending it. And then the next day they would extend it and you have to go message that person back and you look like a total jackass. Cause you were like, just kidding. It got extended uh -huh. again. Now it's 48. <laughs> yes. Oh, did you I ever feel, feel like so dumb? <laughs> Yes, I was just going to ask, did you ever feel like the company kind of, did you ever feel like their marketing ways make you look not credible in your opinion? Absolutely. 100%, which is one of the reasons why I ended up, you know, getting the heck out of Dodge. Right. So, so you joined, you took a little, you know, a couple hours to think about it, did some research. Which, by the way, for those of you who are wondering, the research that you can actually find on MLM companies are little to none. Like these, Correct. most of the research that you can find on these companies are things that other people have written based on their experience. That's kind of one of the reasons why I did this podcast, because the companies themselves don't give you very much information. And the information they do give you, it's so confusing. It's like reading Spanish. Like, it's so hard to understand. So, 100%. Um, so Yes. So you joined, you got started. What did it look like after that? 
tell me about like maybe your first three months in the company if you have like any key experiences that stick out to you or anything like that and you guys just totally ignore the background noise she's a mom and you moms yes. understand <laughs> I'm trying to be as quiet as I can but with some microphone no, and fine. it's beeping you're fine and listen if you're not a mom and you can't understand go ahead and email us in and let us know what that piece is like <laughs> right we don't know Oh, I've forgotten what peace is. Girl. Um, so tell me about your first months. It's like, no, I mean, strangely and unfortunately, nothing really sticks out. I do know that for like that first month, um, you know, I, I was doing, you know, really well. You know, like people were like, yeah, okay, let me, you know, get this, let me get that. And I, I started, I mean, I felt like I was, you know, making a decent amount or at least, you know, contributing, but it kind of fell off after that one month. It was just kind of, I didn't hear from anybody. Nobody would talk to me. Like I was there. It was very lonesome after that first month. So it's like nothing really happened. Like, like you would message someone that normally if you message them on like Facebook Messenger, they would normally answer you right back. And now you message them like one of your scripted messages and they're just like ghost. Yes. That happened to me a lot. And it was, and I love my, go ahead. No, I was going to say every time I would, you know, just kind of try to get any information, you know, because I was just so lost I just, I wouldn't hear from anybody. Whenever you did hear from your upline, whenever you were lost, was there ever anything that she would tell you about, like, if you're, like, so for me, for example, I would go to my upline and I would be like, hey, you know, um, my team is not understanding, like, why they're not getting enrollments or, you know, I signed this new girl, but she only has, like, 60 friends, so she can only message so many people. I'm not sure how to help her navigate this or hey, you know, like, my, my team is really down in the dumps right now, and I do, and for me, my upline was always, like, it's your mindset. <laughs> like, Ugh. you have to speak it into existence, and I'm just, like, I'm sorry, what? Like, first mm-hmm. of all, this doesn't even have to do with me. This is my team, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, this is not- and secondly, <sighs> ask questions, like, how many messages do I need to be sending out in a day, you know? Um, and she's, like, I just make sure I'm in constant conversation. And I'm like, okay, with how many people? Just right. as many as makes me I'm having success for that day. It was always like a, a roundabout. Did you have that with your just like Either no answer at all or just like dancing in circles? It was with some people. It was like I had, okay, like my first upline, like the, my upline. She, when I messaged her the first time, I, I mean, she, she responded because, well, the only well she messaged me first I guess because you know she was telling me how great of a job I was doing you know making her some money uh, the fluff and the hype <laughs> and you know but it, those better days. <laughs> um, but it was like I heard from her once and then she just kind of disappeared and I didn't hear from her like she wouldn't respond to me at all after that so I had to um, go up to her upline and then and that was, I was the girl now under that person from? huh I just wanted to make sure I, I the, was clear the the girl that you stopped hearing from that was your enroller right correct oh wow so and then right 
go on in the yeah, dip. I was just right. And wow. so I'm like, okay. So then they moved me underneath, you know, somebody else. And then when I messaged them about, you know, hey, you know, I, I need some information. Nobody really guided me through this process. I was just kind of thrown in and nobody's giving me any answers. And, you know, she, I can't remember exactly what our conversation was, but she did give me the whole, like, you know, you need to make sure you're in contact with, you know, tons of people and blah, 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 blah. And when I asked her, when I asked her how many people and how many messages I needed to be sending a day, she told me I needed to be in contact with 100 people a day. Oh my gosh. You know, what's crazy? Literally. Oh my God. So I was with it works two different times, right? I was with it works. Um, I joined for the first time almost five years ago. I was with them for years. I kind of, and I haven't talked about it, but like, I basically the girl that I signed up under was my babysitter and she and I were really close. She had just started it. We'd gone through hurricane Michael, like our whole area was trapped in Panama city. And um, basically, you know, whenever she offered the opportunity, it just seemed so incredible, right? And yeah. the problem was, I joined under her, she was so new that she herself didn't know, like, what she was doing. She had no idea. And or yeah. that's what I thought. I ended up finding out the longer that I was with it works that, like, nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> Everybody's just running <laughs> around, like, throwing up canaries, hoping the shit works. And for some people, it sticks. And for some people, it doesn't. And it's crazy to me. Um, yeah, whenever I joined, I, she, so there was her, then there was a girl above her and then uh, her who had like gotten mad, thrown a fit, broken away from her ambassador diamond and like gone solo. So there was nobody to ask outside of her. Oh my gosh. This girl was so mean. She was so mean. It was unreal. Literally like the closest thing to Regina George from me girls, in my opinion, that I could ever think of. Horrible. And it was always like, I'd be bathing my kids and she'd be like, everybody has five minutes to be on this Zoom or else uh, I'm kicking you out of the group chat. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't get on Zoom right now. Like I'm bathing my kids, you know? And she's like, well, the business must not be that important to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I had a situation where one of my newbies, um, she had gotten her first customer, but then her first customer like kind of got upset and was like, I don't want this anymore. Like cancel my order. And my new girl was like, I have no idea how to do this. So I had tried reaching out to the double diamond. She wouldn't respond to any of my calls. So I'm like trying to walk my newbie through this. And then my double diamond just starts like spazzing out, like just losing her mind, cussed me up one in and down the other. So for the next year, mm -hmm. I just kind of went solo. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but what I learned all that to say this in the, the little bit of time that I was by myself for those like two years, I started sneaking into group pages of like other very well-known teams, like the top income earners, all of them, um, you know, you would hear names of teams get dropped on zoom and I would just type those names into Facebook groups and be able to pull up, you know, their team page. So I was able to get some help and support a little bit that way, but nobody could ever give me straight answers. I even had reached out to the very top number one income earner of the company and asked like, Hey, th this is what I'm not understanding. You know, like how many people am I supposed to be talking to every single day? And they're like, well, right. it, just it just depends on what you're wanting to do. 
and I'm like, okay, I'm just, I just, I want to make money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's hey, because right. I don't know if you felt this way, but I always would kind of get bitter and I would try not to think about it because, you know, like the gaslighting and the manipulation, like you almost get to a place where if you start questioning things, you almost feel ungrateful, you know? Yep. And, um, and I started comparing the amount of time that I was working compared to what I would, what my paycheck was and what I would actually be making if I was just making minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And it was like thousands of dollars of difference. Did you ever feel that? Did you ever feel like the work did not match? The, like they kind of, to me, they kind of marketed it as, oh, you can work 30 minutes to an hour a day and have these six figure paychecks. And then I started and it's like, well, all I'm doing is walking around on my phone. I'm not paying attention to my kids. I'm not like, I'm not doing laundry. My husband's coming home to a dirty house and yep. I'm also still broke. Like my biggest paycheck was $275 outside of bonuses. Did you feel that way? And if you did, can you kind of tell me a little bit about that? I actually did feel that way <laughs> because, you know, like I said, I had, I mean, at home mom and it was only strictly because I do not trust other people to take care of my kids. Like I, I just don't. And so I, that's the reason why I became a stay at home mom is because I just wanted to spend all of this time with my kids. So then when this opportunity, you know, arose and, you know, they're like, you, you can make money and, you know, you can do it from home and it's just so fabulous and all that fun stuff. And then it was like, I'm literally spending every waking hour of my life on my phone. You know, if I'm required yeah. to spend, you know, to spend all this time messaging, like, a hundred people. How am I going to do that? How am I doing that? Like, I don't, I, I can't, I can't even make my kids food if I'm going to be doing that. Right. So it's like, well, and I it's worked not even, and worked. Like, just messaging a hundred people. It's like you message your new 100 people. You have to go back and re-message the hundred from yesterday. Then you have to go check on everybody that commented on posts. Then you have to go follow up with that list of 8,000 didn't want it but no just means not right now you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah continue, but I throw that in so that listeners knew like it's not just people a day. it's it's forwards backwards and everything in between like you don't you're it, it gets for me for me it got to a place where my phone would ding and I'm just like oh my god I'm gonna throw it out the window <laughs> yeah absolutely and it just and it's not even like just with the whole, like, you know, no means not right now mindset, like, I was told that every single person that told me no, I was, I needed to take inventory of every single one of those people. And then the following week on the exact same day, message them again and ask them if, you know, like, blah, blah, you know, do you want this or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I'm harassing these people. Like, I felt like I was harassing the crap out of these poor people. <laughs> That already didn't want well, yeah. to do with me. <laughs> it also really took an, an effect on my mental health because like the number of people that are like, I effing told you no. Like, yes. Do you not understand what no means? Like I had people be like, are you what it is? This one lady, she texted me back. She's like, do you do drugs? And I'm like, no, I don't do drugs. My upline just told me I have to message you. Like, and, and to the ones, they're like, you know, just shake it off. But I... I, this was another thing that I wanted to ask you. Do you feel like people at the top, not just it works, but just these e MLM companies in general, you need milk? 
Oh, Bubba? Sorry. My daughter came in signing to me. Read her sign. Okay. Here you go, baby. Okay, Mm -hmm. you're good. Um, But I felt like the people at the top, in my opinion, were not... They were almost robotical. Does that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. They all care about human emotion. And not only that, but, like, those bitches didn't even care about each other. <laughs> you know nope. what I mean? Like, when I went to retreat, there's all these girls standing around the pool. And I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I have pictures. I just need to blurb out faces. Um, but it's just, like, all these blonde girls standing around a pool. And, like, they're all on their phones. They're all in their own little worlds. Nobody's socializing. Nobody's communicating. <laughs> nobody's getting to know each other. And they genuinely, I promise you, could not give two shits less about the person standing next to them. Like, they, they this was their own world. And it was mm-hmm. so odd because it was, like, you know, you listen to the top income earners talk. Did you guys do, like, team Zooms? Like, did y'all have to get on, like, the meetings and stuff? Um, We had... um a couple of them um my my upline and so (laughs) um (laughs) I feel like they did a lot of um like they advertised for a lot of zoom meetings but it was they were very selective on who they even allowed to be in the zoom meetings like you had to be like a certain level and above in order to get into this zoom meeting so it's like okay but the people at this certain level and above don't need help (laughs) I'm like I I need information. Well, and then they're they're like not even um very consistent with it because mm-hmm. like okay for me, you know, whenever I joined the business, I pretty much just had like the Sunday team Zoom. Then I had to watch like literally like okay, so Sunday's family day for my for my family, right? Like we all load mm-hmm. up, we go to my dad's house. My dad and my stepmom, if you ever watch my Instagram stories, you will learn very quickly. My dad and my stepmom are, like, the most fun people. (laughs) They are so (laughs) awesome. So my dad, he has, like, a grill and a smoker and, like, an air deep fryer and, like, to cook. My stepmom, she's literally never cooked anything that I don't like. I don't understand why this woman makes food so good, but she is, like, she should be on MasterChef, okay? (laughs) And so, like, we come over to their house, and, like, all the work is done. Like, they've just cooked, like, these huge meals. You know, they have the kids go out and play. They My grandparents live right next door because it's, like, family property now. And family mm-hmm. day is basically where we just get together, and we just spend, right? Like, we just, well, when you're in an MLM, you can't do that. <laughs> right. So, so, Sundays, you know, mm-hmm. would be the days that, at eight o'clock we have the team zoom and then literally as soon as the team zoom ends you have to get on facebook live to watch it works as live or now they've changed it to zoom which was kind of red flaggy to me so i'm so happy that you brought that up about it almost being like um like different levels like you had to be a certain level to be in certain zooms because yeah my my upline so I started killing it back in like June I just Mm -hmm. was like you know I had really coasted with it works both times that I was in because I was so afraid and I I don't even know how to tell you why I was so afraid of what would happen if I genuinely but there was just something about like this not I don't know but the people in 
corporate side of it works. And there was something mm-hmm. about the leadership that did not sit well with me. And it was one of those things where I never wanted to talk about it to anyone because I couldn't like put my finger on it. Like I couldn't say this is what's wrong. It was just, you know, when these people would be talking on Zooms and stuff or corporate would be talking, it's like they're smiling and they're saying all the right things, but there's this level of not authentic. Does that make sense? No, definitely. Definitely get what you're saying. So, oh, like we want you to make all this money and we want you to be so so successful and like. The, the more they're talking, it's like, it's like listening to a car salesman. I mean, I know that sounds so bad, but it's like, you're about to buy a lemon and he knows you're about to buy a lemon, but he wants you to buy the lemon anyway, you know? And yep. I was just, you know, the more time went on, I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know. I don't know. So whenever June hit, that was what I was really, really thinking, like, I kind of want to leave and it's interesting the same time a few years before that like almost to the day was when I quit the first time and I was like you know my husband and I had like drawn up all these papers we had literally sat there and like gone down the rabbit hole we looked up the CEO of it works and exactly how much he was worth we looked up the top income earners and I had even asked my husband like do you think it's possible that like Maybe the top income earners don't actually work. Do you think that, like, once you get to a level, like, the company just pays you to flash this, like, lavish lifestyle and, like, manipulate these people at the bottom to keep them going? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's totally um, conspiracy. I'm not saying that's what they do. I'm just saying, like, that was one of the things me and my husband had talked about because I was like, there's no way, like, the amount of work that it takes to just get one state, amount of work that it takes to just one distributor to join your team there is no effing way that they built back making anywhere from twenty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars a month in six years you know what i mean like it just doesn't make sense yeah and so we just kept going on this rabbit hole and i finally told my husband i was like you know what this month i'm i said i'm gonna give it the summer and i'm gonna go all in for the summer and i'm just going to work this quote-unquote business like never before So June, I had like 15 enrollments for customers and I had like four or five for distributors. And then July, I had like, I think it was like 20 or 25. And then August, my enrollments were in the third and I earned retreat. And so girl, when I went to retreat, I was just like, there's no way this is for me because right before I went to retreat, my upline started putting me in these like leadership zooms. And you know how like all of the people who are in those zooms, like come back to the team chats and they like trickle this information and like, they make it seem so like, like you want to be on that zoom because you just feel like they're getting so much information. Yeah. They're not. They tell them all the same things that, that they tell, um, that they tell everybody else like it's just now basically the only difference is you know whenever you get on a team zoom and your lower ranking is talking about like what you need to do in these leadership meetings they're talking about what you need to get your team to do but it's all the same information and I feel like zooms are just regurgitated information over and over and that's how brainwashing works so I'm really happy that you brought that up because that's one thing that I drill in on my podcast is like the manipulation tactics are all mm-hmm. so, so real. And I kind of want you to talk about that a little bit. What was, what was like the leading up to 
you wanting to leave? And then what was the straw that broke the camel's back? And you can be as long winded. As- <laughs> um, it, to be honest, I, the one thing that really kind of, I started just feeling kind of icky about everything. Like there had been, you know, kind of like you had said, you kind of snuck your way into like other you know, groups on Facebook and, you know, kind of got, you know, information that you needed and, you know, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I, um, I had found some girls that were, you know, with it works and they were, and I told them I'm not getting any information. Like, it's just, I I need some help. And so they were like, well, let me ask, you know, my upline, if, you know, you can join our group. Well, there was, um, one group that, you know, she actually did let me in and, um, this this group was just so nasty like there mm-hmm. were screenshots uh and, and people were just like talking crap about each other like in these screenshots yeah. like uplines talking about other uplines and you know making fun of people and it was just like oh my god and then it was just kind of like after that i'm like i don't want to be here like I, I, this is Those not. I am no talking about. I'm just for you, really quick, and I'm gonna give her back the mic because she's onto something right here. But basically, within MLM, it's very common for a lot of the people at the top to act like they like each other, but they really don't. And they like team chats, team pages, and Facebook. Very big on trash talking. And another thing that she's referring to is. A lot of times if you're offering someone a product or you're offering someone the business and they don't really understand what you're talking about or they're trying to understand how the system works, how the loyal customer program works, things like that, or they aren't really sold on what you're trying to sell them instead of just being a normal human being and being like, okay, maybe this is not for them. They like screenshot your messages and post them in the group pages and the group chats and they just like rag on you, make fun of you um be like okay and that's why she's gonna be fat forever like that's it's literally like so MLM is like high school it's like going back to high school so he's referring to and I, you can just pick the mic back up I just wanted to clarify that one little thing that we had idea <laughs> what we were talking about because it it really does work that way <laughs> it it 100% does and it was just it was just kind of like I think I stayed um after I went into that group I stuck around a little bit longer because it, you know, it's like I wanted to give it a chance and I thought maybe, you know, maybe people are just, you know, having a rough day. You know, I don't have to like this person. I don't have to join in on all of this, you know, trash talk. Like, you know, maybe it's just this specific group of people, you know, it's so I just kind of tried to push past it and I gave it a little bit more time, but it was just, it, it just, it just didn't set well with me. Really? Yeah. But um, it just it it just didn't settle well with me at all. Like I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Like these these people are just not not good people, man. Like and I just I just I couldn't. Morally I could not do it anymore. Like well, I had been too- through so much. It is where like preaching about you know positivity like healthy quotes and like trying so and you sit in the group like just the most vile rude 
just the kind of person that I wouldn't want to be around. You know what I mean? Like I, I would not want to go yeah. to like a function and sit next to the but on social media they're so it's like there's two sides. Yeah. Uh, the the way that they behave actually in person and that was one of the things that I learned at retreat whenever oh my god when I went to retreat and I was there with like all of their leaders oh girl you talk about catty and rude yeah. oh my lord I got off the plane let me just let me just tell you this okay just to give you an idea <laughs> of the, the rudeness okay I got I flew from where I live to Texas okay I had been in the mm-hmm. airport all morning we had left at like 5.30 that morning. I was exhausted. I went on the exact flight that my top line had screenshotted and sent to me that she wanted me to be on so she could pick me up from the airport. People sat at the airport restaurant for hours waiting to come fucking get us because the house and didn't want anyone to be there, but yet everybody was at the house bus for <laughs> like she didn't even send somebody it was an hour drive to the airport she didn't even send somebody that like there were a lot of people who drove up there you know and she didn't send like someone yeah. who drove to come he sat there at the airport after we've paid hundreds of dollars for these lights we're supposedly these vip guests we made her all this money trying to work so hard to get to retreat you know and we're just like we're and it's just like it was to me i was like this is rude so rude this just shows to me, it just solidified, you know, that we were just a number on a paycheck because I would never, I would never invite my friend, you know, like if I invited you to my home or and be that I had rented for just a girl's weekend, I'm not going to have you sitting in the may not be safe for the next six hours, you know, but to her, yeah. it's no big deal to her. You can just pay another hundred dollars for an Uber if you don't want to wait for my boyfriend to get off work, you yeah. know, and so I just, oh I just love that because they're just really, it's like, and I honestly believe that a lot of these people that are at the top at one point were good, genuine people. But here's something mm-hmm. that I wanted to ask you about. Do you feel like in order to be successful in MLM, you kind of have to lose your moral code? And before you answer, let me just explain what I mean. When I came back home from retreat, I realized something very quickly. I realized that the reason successful wasn't because I didn't work hard enough. It was because I focused on customers and not distributors. Mm-hmm. And I realized that basically my upline told me to lie. I don't know if you've heard that episode or not, but I was like, Hey, I'm not signing distributors. And she was like, well, why not? And I was like, well, whenever it gets down to limiting beliefs, you know, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. Whatever, you know, all the scripting for that crap. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Like I, <clears throat> either you want in or you don't you know yeah and and she was like right. i just lie to them she's like i just lie to them if they say they don't have time i knew i had time when i first got started but they don't know that and i was like do i really want to be that person like i came to a crossroad where i was like it went from okay well you just need to start enrolling distributors not customers and i'm like okay i can do that tell me how and she's like lie and i'm like okay i'm gone <laughs> like i'm leaving now right because i had to come to the realization like do i want to be I hate to say it, but do I want to be like her? You know, do I want to be yeah. that person that every time I was around her at retreat, I was like, God, is she authentic? Like, does she actually care about me as a person? Is she actually happy I'm here? Or is it just, 
a front because I worked hard for her for the past three months. Did you ever feel that way? Like if you, if you were to get really successful, you would have to pretty much lose touch with almost everything you believed in. Mm, Most definitely. Like I felt, I knew that in order to even be remotely successful in that business, I knew that I was going to have to like lie my way to the top. I was going to have to fake it until I made it. And I just, it, it just seemed like kind of, you know, like in my opinion, it seemed like everybody that gets past a certain point, it's like once they get to that point, it's like their, their morals just go out the window. Like you have to just become this lying, conniving person in order to even be remotely successful in that. And I just, I could not bring myself to lie to people like because at the end of the day if I lie to somebody and then it's gonna come back on me right like when they realize that what I have told them is not the truth like it's gonna come back on me because I could see through all of these people that were putting on this front about being so friendly and so kind and I'll help you through all of this like the way they smile (laughs) it's they all have the same smile yeah it's like it reminds me like of like Stepford Wives. Yes, oh Do you know my what I'm God. talking about? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's funny that you say that because I oh. my husband remind me of the girls on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just how oh, it's just it's wild. Like everybody just gets to and it I, I just I didn't want to become that. Like I knew that right. I was gonna have to completely like just become a completely different person and somebody that I did not want to be in order to get to become any any sort of remotely successful and I just I couldn't do it I had to just you know cut my losses you know all that money I put in and all the money I didn't get back home and I told my husband I said well the good is how to go ambassador diamond by the end of the year the bad news is I want to be the person who does it. <laughs> I don't think I'm that person who has to lie to everybody because then the the other side to that is you know you lie to all these people and like all of these people. But what happens is then whenever they come back to you, like whenever I would go to my leader and say, "Hey, whenever I signed up, you told me this, but it's actually that." Oh, it's your mindset. Mm-hmm. Your mindset. It's not yep. me. It can't possibly be. I lied to and manipulated you. It's your mindset. Your mindset's bad. Go read a book and you'll feel better about the lie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And Don't forget you to, you know, what, what is it you're... No, no, go ahead. Like you're... No, I was going to say, like, what? what is... I can't... Even... The word isn't really coming to me, but, like, I was really pushed, like, that I had to, like, read, like, self-improvement books. Self-development, and, like, yeah. Self-development, yes. That is... Yes. Yeah. Like... I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not the one that needs to go through some personal development here, man. Like, it's not me. You Maybe like, you should pick up a book. You should read what help book. Now, the books that they always recommend are always written by other MLMers. <laughs> go figure. Uh-huh. Um, but then also, they want you to go look in the mirror and, like, say affirmations. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am a top income earner. I'm a mass enroller. Because you're supposed to speak it into it. Speak it until you believe it. And I'm just like, what in the cult? Like, this is the cultiest shit (laughs) I've ever been told. 
Um, you know, it's so it's so weird how and did you know and and this is kind of where we'll start to close a little bit, but did you know? So you know, corporate always calls someone who works for it works, they call their account their business, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know that in the fine print of it works paperwork, they actually state that we are not business. And I thought right. that was very interesting. The term business uh, corporate started. Like people didn't start yeah, working for it works all of a sudden start saying, Oh, my business. Corporate's the one who's like, you have to work your business. You have to think like a business owner, you know? But they actually yeah. put in the fine save themselves from lawsuit that it's not a business. Well, very interesting. Close on just telling our listeners from from your point of view, if they're in an MLM or if they're considering joining an MLM, what would your what would your advice be? Honestly, I mean, I know that trying to find any sort of information on an MLM is like pretty much you can't hardly find anything, but I would definitely do some, do some research on it. Like, because there, I know that there are some, I mean, like there are some MLMs that I feel like are not the most horrendous thing in the world. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't agree, you know, with the whole, like it's messed up pyramid. Um, but it's like, I know that there are people that are actually really wanting to try. And there are some really genuine people out there that, you know, w- want to try to do better for their families. And it's like, I just, just don't, don't get suckered in. Like, don't, don't get suckered right. into something that you, you, it's not all unicorns and rainbows. Like it, it's, it's a mess. Just do research, really think about it. Don't jump in head first. Like I did. It was a mess. <laughs> well and if you just don't feel something is off before you click the submit button don't just tell yourself that it's just because you're afraid like listen to yeah listen to your own listen to maybe why your brain is telling you that this is not the best for you um girl same for me and I I was the goonie that did it two times with the same company (laughs) yeah I mean like I tried it twice because I thought the first one was horrible. Maybe the second one won't be too bad. It's like, they're all full of angry people. You know, it's like, I mean, I know that I can't say all of them, but I've done two different MLMs. Like it, 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 the people at the top will always be at the top. And there is a very large possibility that when you start at the bottom, you will always be at the bottom. Unless you're just wanting to throw all of your morals out the window. I was looking at the income disclosure for it works yesterday. And of course the most recent one that I can find is 2019. But as of 2019, over 80% of the company is sitting at rank distributor, which for those of you who don't know, that's the rank that you are. And based on that income disclosure, less than 5% of the company, less than 5% of the company actually makes it to the very first rank. That's insane to me. That's like a huge, yeah, so if you are looking at companies, my advice is don't do it. <laughs> Run, girl. Yeah, but really though. Time, like, yeah. Well, yeah. I understand that there are some people who are still going to want to try it. So my best advice would be look at the income disclosures for one. If they don't provide an income disclosure, that's a red flag. That's probably not the company for you. Um, and secondly, if you're looking at the vast majority of the team, 
or of the company, I have to think it works has at least over 300,000 distributors by now. They've been open for 20 years. Okay. Yeah. If the majority of the company bottom, that is a pretty good indicator that something's wrong here because you, you should, should at least be yeah. making a memo for your effort. Now I could see, here's the thing. If I would have joined and you know, my first six months, my paychecks would have been low. I could see that, you know, but five years yeah. later, there's no way. Like, and the, the thing is the amount of money that these companies make from you pushing their products versus the lack of money that they pay you. It's insane. And not only that, yeah. but then they have you auto ship. I can't afford the auto ships. I'm not making enough money to even do anything. Like I'm putting all my money back into my business. I can't pay for an auto shipment. Yeah. Like, and then it's the your heck? mindset. That's your mindset. Yeah. Man, I, I yeah. guess I should have just, you know, sat here and thought about it. I will, I will make all this money up. Oh, there it is. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a disaster. Well, auto pleasure. Thank you so much for being my guest. I really enjoyed it. I'll be sending you a little bit and letting you know once the podcast is listed. Um, and I just, I can't wait to chat with you again. This was a lot of fun and I really hope that you have a great day. You guys, thanks so much for hopping on. Um, and uh, just so you know, I think that whenever I hit finish recording here, I think it's going to cut you off. So I'll text you. Um, but I just want you okay. guys to know that I really appreciate all of the support that y'all have put into this podcast. The fact that we've hit over 350 subscribers in less than a month is insane to me. Um, and I'm just so thankful for the community. You guys be sure to go check out my Instagram at Nikki underscore Stover underscore things. Um, I have got a whole bunch of new links put up. I started a blog, started a YouTube channel. Things are about to pop up. It's about to get crazy, but I'm so thankful for you guys being here. And just remember real friends don't let friends join the melons. Right.